Hey everybody, welcome back. Dream Falcon Gaming Podcast Season 2, Episode 4. Last episode we talked about The Witcher, and all the things I like about it, all the great history of it, blah blah blah. Anyway, I started reading the books because they're amazing. I'm enjoying them so far. So, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I thought it was pretty good, but you know, it's my podcast, so I probably should enjoy them anyway. Um, last episode, I talked about how I'm going to do another printer episode. And this week, well, this episode, I can't really say weeks anymore. I very seldom ever actually get them on the week. I've been trying, but probably not going to be able to. Um, <clears throat> beside the point, I talked about doing an episode on the Elgu Neptune 2, which is the episode I am going to do today. So without further ado, let's get into it. So if you've listened to my previous episodes I've done with uh, the printers I have, you know how this goes. Basically, I talk about what it is, talk about the nerd stuff of it, things I like, things I dislike, etc., I've had the Elgu Neptune 2 for a while now, and I've worked out a lot of the quirks with it. So there's a couple of things I changed on there, and I'll talk about them. But for the most part, it's a pretty solid printer. Um, if you've listened to my episodes on the Ender 3 series, it's basically an Ender 3 clone. Probably most closely resembles an Ender 3 Pro, just because of the external power unit. Um... Other than that, it's got a touchscreen, which is in a pretty inconvenient spot. It's right underneath the bed when the bed comes out, and that gets a little annoying after a while. But ultimately, that's really the only thing I don't like about it, if I'm being honest, is where the touchscreen is. And then I swapped out the bed that comes with it with a PEI sheet, which is just a flexi magnetic sheet for those of you who have no idea what that is. Um, if you're interested in the ones I got, I will post the Amazon link I used to get it along with the Amazon link to the printer. Well, it might be from the store, but either way, there'll be links for both the printer and the bed I use. And I use that bed on multiple printers now, so it's pretty solid. Anyway, that's really the good and the bad. Um, the only two things I changed were, like I say, the bed and then eventually I'm going to swap out the touchscreen for something else just because I don't really like where it's located. Other than that, I mean, this printer right now, looking at the Elgu website, is $180. bucks. they are sold out because they're a hot commodity, and like everything in the world, there's shortages right now. But if you can find one on Amazon, which is probably your best bet, um, they're a solid printer. I mean, take it out of the box, set it up. You can watch the video that comes on the little SD card they give you, or you can Google a video, watch it on YouTube, whatever your choice is. Um, other than that, it's really simple. I mean, you set it up and this thing goes. Um, if you watch a lot of 3D printing YouTube videos, uh, Uncle Jesse has one of these, and it's what he does most of his Etsy orders on. Um, and if you're interested, I'll post the link to his video on YouTube as well in the show notes or in the show details. So let's talk about it. Like I said, it's basically an Ender 3 clone. A lot of the printers coming out now are the Ender 3 kind of subtype, and then they do different little things 
um, depending on their brand and change some stuff up. But ultimately, it's an Ender 3 clone. Why is it an Ender 3 clone? Because quite possibly the Ender 3 is the best budget FDM printer you're ever going to buy. Um, Elgu recognized this. They wanted to punch into the excuse me, to the FDM world and thus born was the Neptune series. Um, I don't have any familiarity with the first one, uh, the Neptune, but the Neptune 2 and then there's a 2S and a 2D now and the 2D has two separate printing heads, but I don't think I'll ever really get into that one. Um, Either way, Elgu's done a really good job with this in my opinion. If you are looking for an FDM printer, that's a little cheaper because the Ender 3s have gone up in price. Um, the Elgu's the way to go. And if you're looking for resin printers, Elgu's not a bad brand either. Um, in fact, they're probably one of the most popular up there with any cubic. And then if you talk about more high-end stuff, uh, Creality has their own, which is another budget. But if you get into the bigger, you know, you could talk um, the Piopolis and those other brands. I haven't really ventured into the expensive quote unquote, uh, resin printing world just because I'm happy with the ones I have. And eventually there will be a mono two video coming for those of you interested. So let's talk a little more about it. It's got its 400 watt switch mode power supply, which is on the outside. Um, like I say, it comes with a magnetic flexi sheet already. Um, not magnetic. It's just, it's a little flexi sheet that's on there, but I took it off. I didn't like it. I felt like everything stuck to it way too good. And then after a while it gets destroyed. Um, the touchscreen's cool. Uh, the firmware it comes with, it has its own brand of Elugu Cura. So if you've done any 3d printing in the past, you know, Cura slicers are essentially the top end for um, the FDM world. Maybe not top end, but they're the most common. Um, I recently just went to Super Slicer, which I might do an episode on in the future. I don't know yet. Um, I got to dive in a little more and work with it a little more rather than just putting a print in, slicing it, and moving on. Um, but yeah, so comes with its own version of Elgu Cura, which is base. It's just base Cura um, with an Elgu, or excuse me, with an Elgu sticker on it. Um, two twenty by two twenty by two fifty build volume. That's pretty standard. And then it has all your typical things: thermal runaway, um, auto start, or restart after like a power outage or something. It'll restart your print. Uh, one of the things I think is cool is the touchscreen UI. It's pretty cool, um, even though it's hidden in a pretty crappy place. Um, but if you save everything as a TFT file, which Elgucura does automatically on your touchscreen, it'll show you a little picture of what you're going to print, which is kind of cool on a budget printer. Um, if you use regular Cura or Super Slicer, you're not going to see that. So if that's a big dampener for you, just use the Elgucura provided or save everything as a TFT file. Um, either way, it's it's pretty neat. I thought it was neat. Um for my listeners out there in Germany, uh, yes, I do have listeners in Germany, and it supports English, German, French, Italian, Spanish, Russian, Japanese, and Chinese. So if you are from one of those countries, um, you can obviously use this printer. And with a little bit of 
tweaking and other stuff, I'm sure you can use it in other countries as well. Um, the technology out there is amazing and pretty much anything you can do or want to do, you can do with a pie board and a little bit of tedious research. Other than that, it's pretty quiet. comes with a silent driver. Um, I've been pretty impressed with it. All three of my printers run mm, almost nonstop as far as my FDM ones go. And then my resin printers run kind of when I feel like walking outside and braving the cold. Um, or I have an order on the Etsy store. Um, either way. So that's the basic nerd stuff of the printer. I didn't technical specifications. It, it's an Ender 3. There's, there's really no other big crazy differences with it. Like I say, I already talked about the touchscreen. Uh, everything else is, yeah, it's that. So I already talked about what I like about it. This printer just goes out of the box. I mean, I've had very little issues with it. I haven't put an auto bed leveler on there yet. So no CR touch, no BL touch. Just because I haven't needed it. I upgraded the springs, uh, which is something I standardly do now with Every printer I get that has manual bed leveling, I get rid of the janky springs they have and I put new ones on there because they're better and they hold a level longer. And since I've done that, I haven't had to level my printer. Um, but yeah, so that's really all I've upgraded. Um, like any good printer, uh, there's, there's community support behind it. So eventually there'll be community uh, firmwares and different upgrades people do. And I might jump into those or I might just leave a stock. I don't know. But for now, it runs the way I want it to. And then the bad. Um, I wouldn't say there's anything particularly bad about the printer. I haven't found anything that I am like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Um, I changed out the bed because I thought that was a little janky, but you don't have to. It prints just fine. Um the touchscreen location is inconvenient at most, but you just slide the bed back and ta-da, you can touch your touchscreen. Um, so yeah, really there's nothing bad about the printer. Um, I've, I've been really happy with it. I think I have probably two, 300 hours worth of printing on it since I got it. Um, things I like it for. Uh, it is a budget printer, so I don't go like super crazy on it, but if you have basic, I wouldn't even say basic, you can print everything on there. Um, but I just recently printed a Witcher sword. Obviously we talked about it in the Witcher episode, but I just printed that and I used the Neptune two for all of the blade pieces. Um, they're simple. And you can pretty much just fire and forget those. And that's what I love about the Neptune 2 is a very fire and forget friendly printer. Um, the more complex prints you get into, you have to tweak all the settings a little bit like any FDM printer. Um, resin printers are really the best for detailed things. And my opinion holds true of that and always will. But the beauty of FDM is, as I've always said, you can do things cheaper and there's no cleanup required. There's no post-processing or any of that stuff that I've talked about in the past. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, if I could change anything on the printer, I would just put a PEI bed sheet on it right out of the box. Um, in fact, if I was sitting at a desk figuring out how to make the Neptune 3, uh, 
I would probably swap the location of the touchscreen and just start with a PEI bed sheet. And that would be about it. Um, everything else, it's solid. I, like I said, I've had no issues with it. I guess if you want, you could update the Bowden tube to a Capricorn, which is a pretty common upgrade. Um, I've talked about it before. I haven't done it yet because I don't feel like I need to. Um, if you're really that upset about it, you can internalize the PSU, uh, the power store or the power supply, but then you literally just have an Ender 3 V2 without the Creality branding. Um, either way. So really, I mean, that that's all there is to the printer. Um, if you follow on the Instagram page, you, you'll see stuff I've printed with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it just simple. It works. Like all the budget printers I own, most of them work. The only one I've ever had any real issues with is the Anycubic. It was like the i3 Mega or whatever it is. I hated that printer. And I will never buy another Anycubic FDM printer so long as I live. Um, it just came a lot or it came with a lot of issues. Uh, the bed was bad. It's loud. It's such a loud printer. Um, and it was clunky. I just didn't like it. Um, whereas like Elgu went and did a really good job creating an FDM printer that's budget friendly. Any cubic kind of dropped the ball in my opinion. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a video on it, but I, I would have to have more print time on it. I think I kept it for like a week and then I returned it just cause it was, in my opinion, it was terrible. Um, could have been a bad lot. Could have been just a bad machine. Um, but I, I wasn't impressed. So probably won't be going down the Anycubic road for FDM printers. Um, but if you're looking for resin printers, Anycubic, right up there with Elgu in my opinion. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a solid printer. Um, a few more of the tech specs. You can print 30 to 60 millimeters per second, pretty standard. Um, for me doing detailed stuff, I slow it down a little bit or if I'm doing small things, I print around 40 millimeters per second. Uh, the standard across the board for most FDM prints is 50 to 60. There's other printers out there. Um, the FL sun super racer, which is a Delta printer. It prints on a weird little tripod of carbon fiber arms. You can print faster on those just because of the arm style, but as always, when you up your printing speed on FDM printers, you lose quality. Um, and that's just because of the process that it takes to effectively print an FDM. Um, but ultimately, I think 40 to 50 is right is the sweet spot for this printer. Uh, if you have this printer and you're kind of freaking out a little bit and can't get things right, make sure you slow down the printer. Um, slow down your speeds, bring your temp down, and then just kind of sit back and just just relax a little bit. Um, maybe you got to watch a video. Maybe you got to watch, uh, you know, see a tutorial online or something like that. Um, but ultimately, I mean, that's the joy of FDM printing or printing in general, tweaking the settings, figuring it out kind of diving into everything a little bit and learning a little more about your printers. Um, the more you learn, the better off you're going to be. And I've been printing for two ish years now, or 
God, yeah, is it two? However long COVID's been, that's how long I've been printing. So, um, but yeah, you know, take your time, slow things down, um, find the sweet spot for your printer. And if you have to watch videos, listen to podcasts, listen to my podcast. I have a lot of printing episodes. Um, all of that can help you in, yeah, I mean, that that's the joy of it for me, figuring out what works, being able to do these episodes, being able to tinker with printers, being able to create things that people, A, like to look at, or B, they want to buy, or C, just things that I like. Um, but yeah, so that is the Algo Neptune 2. A little shorter episode, just because it's an industry clone. Um, you can't go wrong with it. It's budget friendly. I highly recommend it to anybody who wants an FDM printer. Um, whether you have one, you're looking for a second one looking for your 15th one, you've never gotten one before. I stand behind this one. Um, and I've been happy with it. So as always, I appreciate you guys listening and I hope you're here for the next one and I'll catch you next time.